Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women, I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shaween, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Welcome, welcome, folks, to this week's episode of our epic, epic hair journey. And this week, I am very, very excited as we enter the journey of Chantal and her (laughs) hair pathway, the ups and downs, the twists and turns of our coils. We have been discovering like over the past couple of weeks, Shoween's hair journey. Anyone has recovered from the chicken food story yet? No. <laughs> I was I thinking about it nightmares this morning. I apologize for the nightmares. Please. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it was not my fault. You know I'm a the demon chickens on the bull. <laughs> You know how they had a headless horseman? Fiona. Mm, <laughs> you know, that's why my mom, my mom stopped eating chicken, right? Mm-hmm. When she was around seven years old. Right. She was living with my great grandmother at the time. And mama, mama used to catch the chicken and tear off the head and thing and thing, right? Mm-hmm. So my mom saw that one day, my great grandmother, Mama Lou, had the cutlass, whoop, bap. Head off the chicken, but the chicken kept on running around. Oh, there was. And my mom screamed, and she has never eaten chicken since. <laughs> wow. Okay. So when she was like a child? Yeah, she was seven. She was seven when she wow. saw that because oh, wow. her mom and dad were already in England, you know, wind rush and everything. And so they left her with her granny, my great grandmother. And my great grandmother, she reared her own chicken and grew her own veggies and fruit and mm. everything, everything. And so, yeah. And she was like, well, where do you think the chicken come from? <laughs> Boy, Good job. She didn't know. Some of, some of the grannies <laughs> and grandfathers, they can be very direct. Eh? Very. <laughs> Don't mince their words. 
Anyways, folks. Yes. Chantal, we are very, very, very excited to hear your head journey because y'all heard mine with the mm-hmm. soul glow and uh, 18 to 20 inch Brazilian wet and wavy Beyonce style weave and bonding. Oh. Which lasted six months. <laughs> no, that is the braids. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Venezuelan braid. The Venezuelan braids okay. braid from Margarita that I refuse to take out. Okay. <laughs> That just shows how desperate I was. But yes, Chantal, we, we want you to take us down your journey through mm-hmm. here. So. I mean, I'm happy to do so. But first, I need to check in with my girls. That's correct. How are y'all doing? How's your week been? Should we go ahead? Because <laughs> you always like to put the me first. My week, the, the, the thing I felt is... like there should be tumbleweed in there. Like, Yeah, no, it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I get the tumbleweed in. My weeks, like they all rolling into one. So Mm. it's like, I don't know what day it is, what's happening. I'm just, everything's just rolling into Mm. one. And I'm trying to play catch up. I'm trying Mm. to remember what did I do? Was it yesterday I did this or that? So it's just Mm. like, yeah. No, my week has been good. Very good so far. Quite a few things being done, obviously making more preparation for the big move, getting all the information and calling people and doing everything, getting a house, everything set up back home. So that's more or less what I've been doing. It takes up a considerable amount of time and it just... Yeah, I don't I don't know whether I did that today or yesterday or day before yesterday, but yeah, things are getting done and that's where my focus is really. So that's my week. That's what it's been about. Mm, okay. I don't know about you ladies, but I know Fiona, you you like Uber busy and Chantal as well. <laughs> but yeah, that's where mine that's that's what mine's about. Yeah. I hear you. My week, boy, Shawin, as you know, I have been working on the mango festival in Mm -hmm. Mevis Mm -hmm. and so this is just a few days we're recording this just a few days before launch day and so of course the days leading up to today have been intense (laughs) and I predict they're going to continue in that energy until you know we've delivered the festival outside of that what's been going on I've been eating a lot I've been eating a lot of mangoes. Still, you still, you still doing market research? I'm still researching. You can never do too much research. Yeah, so fun. that's where I am. I'm not even interested in finding out the results of her research. She can keep it. <laughs> I, I will let you know. Of course, I will share the results. <laughs> and then the most beautiful alignment. I had lots of, what do they call them? I don't even know what they call these moments. But yeah, just lots of alignment. Old friends who just happen to be in St. Kitts and Nevis, spending time with them. You know, I, at the very last minute, I was gifted a ticket to attend the Friday night of the St. Kitts Music Festival, which, you know, is the first time coming back after two years Mm. of Miss Panorama. So it's a pretty special music festival. And so, yeah, that was really lovely. And I'm there bopping away to, I think it was Ashanti. Ashanti was performing. And then I just see these two people standing right in front of me, looking at me. And I'm like, oh, hi, you know, give them the lovely, you know, Miss Universe smile. 
And then I was like, wait. And then they just burst out laughing. <laughs> so, you know, my friend and her husband, who I haven't seen in years, and they've been together since high school, since they were oh, wow. 15 years old. And it was just a joy to see them. I spent time with, again, another really old friend who's over from Anguilla. So it just felt really good. So although the work part of my life is very full on, very intense, there is balance because, you know, this reconnecting with, with people who I love, truly, truly love, and it's reciprocal, you know, that's been really beautiful. So I guess, yeah, I'm just in that space that we've all become accustomed to, that duality, that dual existence where it's like, Rah! but oh <laughs> so yeah. how about you fiona yeah a lot eh? yeah <laughs> a lot um just preparing for essence and i think that because it's a lot of to to give like everyone an overview we have it was said to be initially 40 minutes on stage then they said 30 minutes then they said 20 minutes mm-hmm. and now they said it may be 12 minutes so we're like, you know what? We're like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Because we are performing for the entertainment section. Right. And we are the last act of the day. Which is and wonderful. You're closing is, it. Thank you. That's I'm like, yeah, we're gonna because yeah. they have loads of events happening from morning from like nine o'clock. Course. There's like yeah. meditation and yoga. Okay. And of course, a lot of people are gonna make it because it's earlier. I'm like, at the end of the day, everyone will be there mm-hmm. and we about to mash it mash it up right yeah and they said you know they gave us a call and they said listen we need to manage expectations because sometimes there's an overlap sometimes other acts take long or they're late and when they have their sponsors sometimes the sponsors are like we need to wait for our president to come before we show this sponsorship presentation so the president can see or they're like oh omari hardwick will be 10 minutes away so they have to like push back so at first I was like, nah, y'all can't do that. <laughs> 12 minutes, like we flying across and all this kind yeah. of stuff. But I'm like, you know what I said to myself? I said, you know what? For 12 minutes. I said, when Beyonce doing her Grammy shows, okay, mm-hmm. it's not 40 minutes. It's it not is 30 not. minutes. It's not 20 minutes, right? It's not even 12, my love. It's, it's about six minutes of hot fucking fire. Mm-hmm. And that... <laughs> is what we are going to do so whether or not they cut us down Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. because the levels okay the levels Mm -hmm. right you know we've been working with melissa simon hartman who is the most amazing designer and she has been really pushing because one of the things that we want to do for essence is to show some alternative parts of carnival the history of carnival yes and essence had already wanted to say it's all of these millennials and they're young and they're not interested in history they just want hype said okay Okay. no problem but we're still going to be incorporating the history into the hype like the two can coexist Mm -hmm. and that's what we've been really pushing in terms of the visuals in terms of the costumes and you know we're going to be having moko jumbies we're going to be speaking about crossing the atlantic all of those things Mm -hmm. and it's just going to be all of that so it's coordinating Mm -hmm. dj who's in houston dancers in new orleans moko jumbies come from our next place you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and it's like you know (laughs) my manager she's coming from grenada because she's doing songs and then it's like we're coming from lenses all of us coming there Mm -hmm. and i just feel like i want to make it be 
sore off, <laughs> even if it's 12 minutes. So it has to be, so it's a lot of intense work. And then alongside like yeah. things that the world reimagined and my mom's here visiting. I want to be, hey, mom. <laughs> I want to be spoiling her as much as possible. Cause you know, when your yeah. mother come, like you want them to have the best. So just all of those things amongst other daily life stuff. But mm-hmm. the, the main focus has been essence because we want to show one of the things is that essence is like the biggest festival of African-American culture and music like in the USA right but I still think that as carnival grows the experiences that African-Americans have of our carnival is very performative Mm. it's very sexualized and there's nothing wrong with 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 having sexiness or sexualized elements of carnival but that's not the entirety of it so we want to make sure that they don't adopt the same kind of thought processes that white people do about our carnival so I feel a, a certain type of responsibility. So that's what I've been focusing on, that I don't feel like our community, like doing this thing at Essence. So Fiona. Yes. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, right? Okay. I Fiona, you could your, never fail us. It's me that day. You, know? you could never fail us, you know? <laughs> it's okay. I understand, but I know that you're going to bring so much fire for the 12 minutes is it going to be live streamed or no yeah they have they said there is a live stream which is great so that more people can see it so yeah i'm just excited i mean most people i speak to about essence they're like this is explosion of just beautiful black people yeah everyone is just like oh they, they, they everyone compliments each other everyone uplifts each other and it'd be very interesting to see like what what that is like i know chantal you had gone to afropunk in new york and you loved it so much oh my god right Fiona like even you see you just reminding me of that right and my heart is already glowing I just (laughs) it's indescribable and it's you know it's very similar to I guess the the energy and vibe that people are telling you to expect Mm -hmm. for essence being surrounded by black people loving on one another being complimentary like girl look at you and yes sir with that beard that's right lord please you know (laughs) and and people just dancing and and just being so loving and nurturing and pouring into one another in a space created exclusively and unapologetically Mm. for us yeah it's a beautiful feeling and I know before I went because it was (laughs) semi-work But it didn't feel like work. People were like, yeah, you know, you're going to have to have a really, you know, outlandish outfit and da 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 da. And, you know, I, I, I am appreciator of these things. But, you know, I'm very laid back. My aesthetic is very laid back unless, it, unless we're talking carnival, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, really? And so I just, I decided to be myself and myself was enough. Because yes, you have people who are definitely into the showmanship of it. And then you had others like me who were laid back and, and happy to take it all in. And then you had people in the middle and it wasn't about having to be one or the other. You show up how you want to show up. And that's also something that I really appreciated about that experience. Since then, Afropunk has definitely had a lot of not so cool moments in the press and things were coming out about how staff were treated and and freelancers and so forth. And we can't have that. So I'm happy that 
it came out that they were being held accountable. I'm hoping that things have changed since then. I don't know because I haven't, I think I've only been to two Afropunks, the first Paris one and the one in New York a few years ago. And you never go to the London one around the corner. There's <laughs> another one around the corner? I said you never gone to the London one around the corner. Imagine. No, it's so strange, but I just, I didn't feel called. I, I understand. <laughs> I get it. I get it though. I really didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel called, but I heard amazing things about it. So, but yeah, Fiona, I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear all about Essence Best. As I said, I know it's going to be fire. You, Melissa, the Maka Jombi, you know, your amazing manager, helping you guys pull it all together, supporting you through this. I know it's going to be fire. And I can't wait. I'm just, I'm nervous, but excited mm-hmm. too, because the dancers that we're working with, um, mm-hmm. they have been dancing African style dance in New Orleans all their life. And we're also using different body types as well on stage, which has been oh, something wonderful. that has been a lot of back and forth, but we've been very insistent on it. And yeah, we just want to make sure we come correct. That's all. Mm. Anywho, moving on. <laughs> right. Today is a focus on you. Oh, Chantal. Uh-huh. So Shawin, what is your first hair question for Chantal on her hair journey? <laughs> well, what I want to know is I've, from the time I've known you, Chantal, mm-hmm. you've had different hairstyles. Mm-hmm. I knew you a long time ago. I, I, we worked at an event together. I was filming and you were there managing, running. Probably it was your event. I'm not even too sure. Girl, I don't even know. <laughs> and, probably and you had these event. beautiful long dreads. Oh, yeah. And then I saw you years after and they were gone. And I'm, but I know in between there's been many, many different <laughs> things, I think. Mm. My question to you is, at what point in your life did you start loving your hair or decided that, you know what, you're going to love your hair? Huh. You know what, Sharween? I'm going to digress. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I absolutely remember that when you were filming. As you were talking about it, I'm like, oh my God. It was at that event and there what, was... Um, was Carnival Expo? Was something like, yes, that's right. I think it was. Yes. They were rumbling at the time. Rumbling. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) I was covering that event. I was filming. Yes. I was hosting Carnival Expo. That's right. That's right. I was the the whatever spokesperson. I don't know. Whatever. It was the first year. Yes. I remember. What? (laughs) Okay. Right. (laughs) Back to the hair. Back to hair. Back to hair. Okay. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. I would say I was probably around 19 or so Mm. when I fully, fully fell in love with my hair. And, you know, I anticipated this question and I've been thinking about it because I don't remember not liking my hair. Mm. I remember not being in love with it. Mm. And the reasons why as a child, I wasn't in love with my hair. My first memory of people commenting about my hair, I might've been around seven or eight. And it was actually my uncle and a few of my aunts. They used to tease me about my hair and they used to use the word grippy. 
right? So I'm going to give you some context. My maternal grandmother is what they call a dougla, right? Mm. And my maternal grandfather is mixed race, right? So mixed race, black and white. And so their children, my aunts, my mom, my uncle, they represent all the spectrums of black in terms of the shade and tone of their skin mm. and the texture of their hair. Most of them have very loose curls, right? Mm -hmm. And I do not. My mother has very loose curls. My aunts, actually, my uncle does not. <laughs> my uncle does not have loose curls at all. He's the polar opposite. And he was one of many that, because my hair was thick and I had a lot of hair. <laughs> but for whatever reason, they used to tease me and say that I had grippy hair. And they used to compare me to a lot of mixed race children in the neighborhood that I grew up in, in Leeds mm. and say that I wasn't as pretty as them, that my hair wasn't nice as them. Wow. And I later realized as an adult that they were actually teasing me and joking. But as a child, I wouldn't have been able to discern that. Mm. And so I very much took in that narrative that I wasn't pretty and that pretty looked like this. And so I didn't look like that. And that good hair looked like that. And that wasn't my hair. Mm. And I guess because the texture of my mom's hair, as I said, is very loose, loose curls. And my biological father is Jamaican and some would call him Jamaican white, but his hair is very forcey. <laughs> So he's Jamaican white with forcey hair? Yes. Okay. 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 So essentially. It's crazy, yeah? It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Jamaican they would call him Jamaican white. white. But he's not white. He's mixed race. You yeah. know, but whatever. But they call him Jamaican white. Yeah. yeah okay. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Forcey hair, freckles, green eyes, all those things. And so my texture is in between. I feel my texture is in between my mom's and my dad's because, you know. That's how it works. But because my hair wasn't, you know, the loose curls and whatever, I, I was teased about it. And so I remember once dancing in front of a mirror and it's so, it's such a cliche, but I definitely did it. And of course, you know, England back then in the early eighties, late seventies, there were not that many images and representation of black people on television. Hmm. And so most of the TV shows that were on, and especially for kids, you know, were white girls with straight Caucasian type hair. Mm -hmm. And so I remember dancing around because I loved to dance. I went to tap, ballet, whatever, uh, any spare minute at home, I'm dancing. So I was dancing in front of the mirror and I had a towel on my head and, you know, just flicking the towel, right? And I remember being laughed at, and I don't think it was with any malice, but I was definitely laughed at by my family just for flicking around this towel. And my mom struggled a lot with my hair because I had a lot of hair. <laughs> I had a lot of hair. And I remember one Saturday, my mom was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. 
And she took me into one of the few black hairdressers in Leeds city center. And she walked in and she was like, I need help. I need help with Shani's hair. And they looked at her, they were like, but Vanessa, what do you mean you need help? Cause it was just in a ponytail. And they were like, what do you mean? What do you mean? There's nothing, what's wrong with Shani's hair? It's, it looks fine to us. And then she let go of the bubble. And then this, <laughs> this just big, went, huge Afro. And they were like, oh. <laughs> but you know, but that's one of my, my favorite things about our hair though. Mm. It's like no hair today. Hair mm. now, you just like let go. It's like, poof. it's like poof, to me, just right? how strong and like how versatile and just like this big bouncy mass lots of you know, hair it's like guys. a force to be reckoned with that's like one of my favorite things that i love mm. like someone i'll be there my afro out and i'll just like look at myself in the mirror and, and pull it back mm. with my hand mm. and like put all of it in, in in like in a ball in my fist and i'll mm. just look in the mirror and let go and just watch it go poof. and i'll do yeah. like five or six times because i'm obsessed so it was definitely that moment hair. yeah yeah i could see <laughs> Yeah, it was it was definitely how, how old were you? How old were you? I think I was then? around, I think I may have been around nine, ten mm. at that point. And so, but they looked at my mom and said, We are not, we're still not touching it. Cause I think maybe my mom wanted them to relax it or something. And kudos to the, to that hairdresser. She was like, No. She said, No, I'm not putting any chemicals in Shani's hair. Amazing. I remember her name. She's a really well-known, I think she's actually an award-winning hairdresser now. Her name was Joy. And she absolutely said no. She said, nah, go home. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was that. And then I remember there was a period where Jerry Curls and Wave Nuva were in. And even though my aunts and my mom all had this loose curl, they all still went and had Jerry Curls and Wave Nuvos. And I remember my grandmother, my nana, like looking at them like, what are y'all doing? Like, it doesn't look any different. <laughs> to your I can hair. still smell the wave nouveau. Why have you done that? So that was quite funny. So yeah, that was my pretty much my childhood in England with regards to my hair. And then we moved to Nevis when I was 11. And I think people just thought I had a lot of hair. But they never said anything disparaging about the texture of my hair. Hmm. They were just always like, oh, my God, Vanessa, your child have a lot of hair. (laughs) But it was never (laughs) like I never heard that word grippy associated with my hair. Grippy is an is a division term because I've never heard that term before. Grippy. Grippy. Grippy means hard, hard and Mm -hmm. nappy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what nappy means, but yeah. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. You hear grippy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what my uncle and some of my aunts used to say to me as a child. Shawin, what's yeah. the words we use to describe? We'd say hard hair, tet neg. Mm. Steel wool. Steel wool. Oh, yes. Lord. Steel wool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, definitely steel wool. Definitely. But like I said, guys, you know, as an adult, I recognize that they were teasing me. But I I will always say to adults, be very careful when you're teasing children, because Mm. a child doesn't have that capacity of emotional intelligence to discern 
that this is actually, oh, you're just make you know, you're teasing me. You're just joking. You know, this is not true. You know, at that age, if an adult says something to me about my appearance, I'm going to take it as the truth. Mm. Yeah. Right? yeah. Especially when it comes to appearance. Yeah. And, and things like that. And I mean, the thing is, in a lot of jokes, there's always, as they say, some kind of element of truth. And even if they're making jokes, it's still kind of reinforcing mm. that, like, mm-hmm. your hair is not adequate enough. Yeah. Oh, I was definitely made to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Def- without a shadow mm-hmm. of a doubt. Yeah. I was definitely made to feel that way. But like I said, when I came to Nevis now, it was very different. The comments that were made were like, that's a lot of hair. How you does manage that, Vanessa? Oh, my. But it wasn't about the texture it was just about the volume (laughs) just the volume of hair and I definitely experimented as a young person you know my I guess you would call her my second mom Janet used to iron my hair on a special occasion you know with a hot comb and I definitely sustained a few ear burns thank you very much we've all had the air burns the The smell the smoke not even steamer your hair Oh not God, even steam the, the smoke yep <laughs> coming from your head. yep <laughs> that was mad madness <laughs> okay and you had to sit still you know because if you just yes. move an inch and that comb hit your skin the back of your it's neck one. if you move worst. your head it's not even you getting burned you get more vex keep your head still and they push in your head <laughs> They get yo, they get more Mexican. You, you just come up with it for nothing. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I I had those days. And then I think my mom, I relaxed my hair for a year. And then I was like, yeah, no, this is not me. Cause it prevented me, like I didn't like the care. I didn't like having to spend that much time being at the hairdresser. Mm-hmm. I think I relaxed my hair when I was around 14, 15, but didn't last very long. Because again, I was like, yo, I want to go to the beach. I want to swim, you know, Mm -hmm. and after you just relax your hair, you got to wait two weeks until you could go in the water. But then even then you can't wet your hair. Oh, I hated it. I forget about that. eh? Like you can't. That's true. I forgot about that part, you know, that Mm -hmm. you had to wait. Like you couldn't go. If you had, yes. You couldn't go straight to the beach, man. Yes. That's so true. That is so true. I forgot about that, you know. Hated it. Hated yeah. it. And so we I need stopped. to see pictures, eh? Please. Yeah, man. Didn't like that. <laughs> I've never seen you with straight hair. I will I will root up some pictures. Thank for you. Sure. I will root, and especially as I'm home, I'll definitely root some up. And then, guys, confession. I had a wave nouveau. Really? <laughs> oh, so it wasn't even a when I was wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I was did. laughing at my soul glow, okay? Yeah. First of all, Chantal Miller, all right? No, 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 no. Hold on a minute. Because he was laughing hard. Hard. All right? And you had Wave Nouveau? Because yeah, but I didn't have a jerry curl. I had, I had it too, eh? So Wave Nouveau. In fact, there was another one, you know, but I can't remember the name of it. Eskel? No. Carefree Curl? No, it was a white bottle with red, red writing. I cannot I know remember. It's... But some other type of curl, Okay. But yeah, and they profess to be the drier version to um to the Jerry Curl, you know. So is it like the texturizer? Yeah, that's what it's I'm texturizer. Gonna texturizer yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up. But I definitely had a wave nouveau. And I oh. think that was the last time that chemicals have touched my hair outside wow. of me experimenting so with long. color. 
it lasted. I was 18. It may have lasted to my 19th birthday. And then I got up one Saturday. And again, because it's the restrictions, right? You can do this. You can do that. Mm -hmm. And I jumped on the boat and went to St. Kitts and went to my mom's hairdresser, right? In St. Kitts. I went to Mm -hmm. my mom's hairdresser and I said to Charmaine, I was like, I want you to shave this off. (laughs) Right? And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she looked at me she was like what she said does your mom know you're here I'm like um hello because I was 18 right she was like what do you mean shave off like off off I was like yes please cut it off all of it shave it off I don't want this I want to start from scratch and so she did it and I remember getting back on the boat and walking through Charlestown and people were looking at me like, what the hell? You know, okay, somebody when you came say, up to When me, you say shave it off. Off. Shave off. Shining? Shave. Yes. Shining bald? Yep. Wow. That's how you know, How but else? it's such a beautiful be- feeling. Eh? I've done it once. <laughs> I didn't want to wait for it to grow out. I just didn't wow. want to. I didn't want it on my hair anymore. Yeah. And yeah. So I walked through Charlestown. People were looking at me like, what the hell? By the time I got home, people had already called my parents. As they do. <laughs> so they already knew Lord. that I had shaved off my hair. I walk in the house. My stepdad looked at me. He said, mm, okay, it looked good. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom it came home. Look. It looked good. Then my mom came home from work and she looked at me and she said, well, you just look like you looked when you were born. Mm. and that was it I've never chemically altered my hair since wow yeah for you to do it at that age mm-hmm. 18 that's when you're just trying to like yeah yourself. all about your looks and wanting to make sure you you know that's that's brave that's really brave yeah And I was dating someone at the time. I think my first real boyfriend. And he was so beautifully supportive. No. You know, because typically, you, oh, your hair is your beauty, blah, 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 blah. Nah. He was like, Shan, whatever you want to do. If that's what you want to do, do it. That's wonderful. eh? Because I've known some men who stop talking to their wives. (laughs) Not even to... Not even to go like shining bald, but just who cut it like maybe shoulder length. Or yeah. something or like yeah, yeah people like some fellas get real vexed for that mm. so that's wonderful that he supported you with such yeah very I you know and I guess that really helped because my parents and the person that I was seeing were extremely extremely supportive let's see and I think for me that probably is when I started to readdress the narrative that I'd kind of been sold about my hair It was way before, I guess, the natural hair revolution as we know it today. And so it was really me just kind of like, well, all right, let me try a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. with this shampoo or, and then um, one of my friends, her little girl would actually, once my hair got enough length, she would be the one to braid my hair and do the twists. We didn't even know there were twist outs, but I started to do twist outs. They didn't look that great as compared to what we know now. In terms of, you know, the right way to do them and the products to use. But it was just almost like an instinct. I mean, this is the hair that grows out of my scalp. I stopped using like really heavy greases and stuff like that. 
back then, I think African pride may have had like what they call the natural line. Now I wouldn't go anywhere near African pride. <laughs> Sorry, I really wouldn't. Um, I still remember the smell. I, I think I just have a lot of memories of smells. I can still remember yeah, African pride. Yeah, it had like the little, yeah. little dots of the herbs, whatever things in it. Remember the little black yes. things in it? Yes. Yes, the, the, the black specks. Yes, yes. What like, what was oh my God? Yes. <laughs> I don't Those, even know. Yeah, I, I could remember know. the smell. Yeah, yep. now. I think the one time in between then and now where I was questioned about my hair that almost took me back to how I felt about my hair as a child was just before I got married. So it was a few weeks before my wedding and someone said so what are you going to do with your hair and I looked at them I said what do you mean well are you going to relax it ahead of your wedding oh and I was like no <laughs> like I you know because this is a good few years on because I got married when I was 25 quite young but still and I was like no I don't plan on relaxing my hair for one day <laughs> I'm like no they're like, well, you could just cut it off after. I'm like, this that's is my like, hair. And this is the hair that's going to walk up the aisle. Like, yes, what? exactly. What? Oh, my goodness. So, no, I did not alter my hair for my wedding. I had it in a ponytail with some hibiscus that I picked off a tree in the yard. And that was that. In fact, no, I think my godmother had some spare roses from my bouquet. And I think we put that in my hair. Um, and that was that. But since then I've experimented. I moved to New York and I think New York was definitely a few steps ahead in terms of natural hair care. I remember I was so looking forward to moving to New York. There was this place called Kamet Kinks. And I had done this research on them. I'm like, I'm going to go there and get my hair herbally steamed and like all these things. <laughs> big plans, big plans. And I actually did. I went to Kamet Kings. I don't even know if they're still around, but they were definitely one of the leading natural hair care salons back in the day. So yeah, ever since then, I've, I've cut it off several times since. I've let it grow back. I've had an afro. I've done the twist outs. I've had locks. Yes, Shereen, I have had locks. I had locks for maybe seven years. What else have I done? I've had braids. I've never had a weave. I've, I wore a wig for the first time when we had that dance hall. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> As well as I would. We like to go again. I was like, ah, yes. okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was a dance hall queen, you know, being my dance hall queen self with my blue wig. I think that's the only time I've worn a wig. And it's funny, like the women around me in my family, not a lot of them actually have chemically altered hair. Most of them That's have been good. sporting their natural hair since I've known them. So I, I'm pretty sure that also has a lot to do with me not being that intimidated by my own hair and by wanting to no longer chemically alter it. As it stands today, my hair is one state. <laughs> so good though i don't i i don't find it's one state at all no because you know what when i say it's one state what i mean is let me clarify you know i've I've had a shaved head for the last few years 
But since I've moved home to Nevis in February, I haven't shaved it. So it's that it's, it's not a teeny weeny afro. I don't even know what to call it. It's that very in between stage where it's not quite long enough for me to do anything with. So it's just kind of there. I'm also going through perimenopause. So my hair isn't growing back as thickly as it once would have. And it's not growing back as quickly. Mm. And also my hair in front, apparently now I know this, um, the texture was a lot, so is a lot softer than the rest of my hair. So the locks that I had really took a toll on my hair in front. And so it's a lot more sparse than the rest of my hair on my head. So that is something that I am, well, it doesn't bother me, but things that I have noticed, things mm. that I have noticed about my hair as a 49 year old. So yes, the hormonal decline due to perimenopause has definitely impacted on my hair. I still love my hair. I love that I don't have to do anything to it, but care, just, you know, make sure that I moisturize it, drink lots of water to moisturize it from the inside slap on some gel or whatever, or just some leave-in conditioner and mm. I'm good to go. I don't know how my hair, or I don't have any plans to do anything with my hair. I've seen a few gray ones popping up, but interesting fact, I was actually born with a silver strand in the middle of my head. You lie. <laughs> really? Yes, I was. Yeah, I was. I was born with, and it's, it's there. And for a very long time, it was the only silver strand that I've had in my hair. I think recently I've noticed a few more. As a child, my hair was light brown. And then I went through puberty and it went to jet black. And people would question my mom and say, oh, my God, I can't believe you dyed your child's hair. She's like, mm. I my child's hair. So my hair is very, very, very dark. And people do sometimes ask me if I've colored it, but I have not. But now, yeah, I see some grays popping up there, girls. You know? Don't worry. I see grays popping up everywhere. Too. I am not worried. <laughs> no, I think, Chantal, you look amazing. Oh. She looks beautiful. Did you say you had 4C or did you, you said it was a bit, it was thick? Oh, my hair? Thin. I don't know yeah. what I am. I have no idea. No, but Shall when we? I'm watching your hair now and it seems very, very soft because you said it's grown and I could see the little, it, it, it looks naturally curly, looks naturally soft. So it would be nice to see what it looked like before when it was all full and all the big. I will definitely, I will find some pictures. I will, you know, I'm at home. I know my mom has, you know, all moms have millions of pictures of their children. Mm. So <laughs> I'll have a look. I'll have a look around for sure. But yeah, I mean, as I said, in retrospect, I think my hangups about my hair, I quickly, you know, once I, and I, I also think that there was a, a self-awareness about me as a young person where I recognized that other people's opinions about me shouldn't inform how I felt about myself. Mm. That self-awareness came from, you know, and you both know that I experienced sexual violence as a very young child. And I don't know if because of that, that I was, I don't know, I guess more in tune with my emotions. I know it could go either way with survivors. 
And there was something that made me curious to the point where this couldn't be, this isn't just what life is about. And so mm. I had various people in my life who were completely unaware of what took place, but for whatever reason would send me books. Uh, you know, I was reading the Celestine Prophecy, I think when I was 14. <laughs> wow. And I was introduced to yoga not too long after that and Buddhism and just alternative ways or I guess more traditional ways of thinking and navigating life. And my parents, they're practicing Christians. And I declared at a very young age that I would no longer subscribe to that. And they were quite accepting. And so mm, that's good. I think that has a lot to do with me being able to just appreciate me, my hair, my skin, and Although words do have a lot of power, not taking other people's words about my appearance to the point where I didn't recognize that my own innate beauty, because I am beautiful, as is everyone else. <laughs> mm. And so therefore, my hair is beautiful, because I believe that I am a beautiful person, and that we are created as beautiful people. You know, I try to be a good person. I am not perfect. I am still learning. I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about what it means to be a black woman. I'm learning about what it means to be a survivor of trauma and being able to say, yes, this happened to me, but it doesn't define me, right? But it definitely is an important part of my life because it is formed how I respond to things. And so it's all of that wrapped up, all of these things that I feel brought me to the point of, I love me mm. <laughs> and I love my hair and I love mm. Afro hair and I love the myriad of textures that we present with, you know, and I want our nephews and nieces and children and daughters and I want them to feel that love for themselves and their hair. And I love that our girls experiment. I don't have any hatred for relaxers. I hate what they do to our hair and I hate what they do to our health, but I don't mm -hmm. have any problems with someone wanting to experiment and maybe have a blowout and have straight hair one day, curly hair the next. Afro hair the next, whatever. I think that's one of the greatest parts of being Black is our experimentation with our hair. Mm. I think that's one of the best things about us. And that includes if it's relaxer, weave, wig, braids, cornrows, pepper seed, or Chinese bumpers, they call it, Afro, <laughs> all the things, you know? Yeah. So I like having the freedom of having my Afro one day and it's yes. like a short afro and the next day i have braids all the way down my back like nothing yes not even mm, batting an it. eyelid right love it. i love all of those things Same. but like as you said i think the reason why we relax it is a thing that i think mm -hmm. is exactly is alongside yes the, the the chemical stuff and for our health but the reason why not of for experimentation but to think that having straight hair is a means of being more beautiful or... makes it yeah makes it more presentable it's assimilation oh, yeah. yes you know yes an understanding that we don't have to assimilate to be respected yes yeah yes so yes, that, that's, it that's is the thing. yeah yeah there's exactly. so many levels to the hair love so many levels and it <laughs> it begins with self-love it does 
And I know we said in your episode, Fiona, that people don't like to, to look at black hair as political, but I am very proud to say that, yeah, my hair is a political statement. Yes, it so is definitely. It is definitely a fuck you to the establishment. L- listen, I, without a doubt, I have no shame in that. <laughs> you saying that? I was speaking to my mom mm. about um, when I go back home, what am I going to mm. do, and so on and so forth. So she said to me, "So, Shireen, you know, if your qualifications, if you were to get a job in like a very respectable job, and this and that, what if they don't like your red dreads? They mm. say, well, the job is not for me." Amen. And that was it. End of. And she was like, "So you're not going to consider." taking them out I said no Mm. that job is not for me if my hair has if you have a problem with my hair I cannot do my job wearing my hair how I please in a Mm. way that makes me happy then the job is not for me yeah so it is very much a fuck you and a political (laughs) statement and uh not fuck you to my mom listeners no fuck you too no 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 we don't do that we don't do that but very much I will do what I please with my hair what makes me happy what makes me comfortable and because I love my hair and I love myself Mm. yeah like why would you want to work in an environment that that thinks your hair is not beautiful yeah exactly aside from the like you know clap back and answering back when the job is not for me but it's like why would you want to even be in a space like that? Like exactly. every day. I like, don't. I definitely. Why exactly. would you want that for yourself? You know? Yeah, I, I'm with you, Fiona. This is not the time where we should be in any spaces that make us feel any less than the magnificence that we are. Because yeah. we are all deserving of feeling safe, supported. And if an environment doesn't make you feel that way, laugh them. Exactly. Okay. What what's that new Beyonce song? You won't break my soul. That's right. <laughs> That's right. If I could sing, I would sing, but I won't. <laughs> not gonna sing it. No. No, we're not gonna sing it. <laughs> but I love it. I love the song. You won't break my soul. That's right. Well, all right, ladies. Oh, so that's wonderful. <laughs> that was really nice. That was really lovely. It's, it's mm. you know, and, and for each of us, we all have our different journeys. Mm. Fiona's, yours was more. I would say I, I I would never believe I didn't know that before that you had your hair had such a it had such a massive impact on you. Yeah man. Yeah man, big time, big time, big time, big time. I think it's is it was more not my hair, but people's expectations of my hair. Yeah. 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 And that yeah, that it was more that my hair was like this big disappointment to people and then mm-hmm. therefore I was a disappointment to people. Mm. So it was more that, like, I didn't really understand, like you like you're saying, Chantal, in the beginning, when people t- say things to children and you don't have the emotional intelligence or maturity to understand something, right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. it takes a long time for you to unpack them kind of things and go through it. There was a time my, my sisters and them tell me how I was looking at, I was like around five and I was so vain. And I used to look in the mirror and see I'm so beautiful and my hair is golden and because they have very blonde hair so it's gold right and I say my hair is so beautiful and oh it's golden and so people could I said 
my hair, I could cut my hair, it's gold. Like <laughs> people can make jewelry and stuff or whatever. Or something I said out of my hair. And then it went from that to me having this hatred of my hair because people were so disappointed in its texture, mm. Mm. you know? Wow. But yeah, I over that. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I think we all are mm-hmm. over these things now. Yeah. yeah sure. And we but, know better. We learn. We learn from each generation. We mm-hmm. learn from our own experiences, the way that you speak life into your own children, exactly. the way that I have witnessed my sisters speaking life and hair love into their children. My nephews love their hair. Oh my goodness. My first nephew, whenever Carrie sees, you know, images of little black boys with their big natural hair, he's like, oh my goodness, look at his hair. And when he's little black girls with their beautiful, glorious crowns, he's like, mommy, Auntie Shani, did you see that beautiful little girl and her hair? That's that's right. And that's because of how Fallon has poured into her sons. So not only about loving their hair, but the hair of black girls and black women. And that Mm -hmm. is very important. Young black men and boys being raised to love the hair that grows out of the scalp of their black sisters and mothers and aunties Mm -hmm. and teachers and whomever that is also important and I love that Fallon does that so you know guys I I definitely see improvements you know there's still a ways to go for for the acceptance and the love of our community and who we are without being Eurocentric you know, oftentimes, and I'm, I'm going off on a tangent and I'm going to come back. <laughs> and I know that we're going to have this conversation about shadism. But oftentimes oh, when we have a darker hued woman being lauded as beautiful, it's because her features are Eurocentric. Yep. Right? So she has these Eurocentric features and she's darker hued. So that makes her darkness more acceptable. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Girl, Whereas a darker hued sister with more Afrocentric features isn't lauded as being as beautiful, mm-hmm. right? So we have a long way to go. And it's a, it's a discussion for another time. And it's going to come. We're going to talk about shadism and colorism and whatever <laughs> isms y'all want to call it. That's like a whole conference. I don't think they have enough alcohol for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> for me to be ready to take on that one (laughs) we will we will we'll come back to it towards the end of the season y'all we will it's a topic that needs to be addressed within our community right but we're gonna stick with hair and in fact we don't talk about hair ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What I want to know is, what I want to know is, what has brought you joy, Sherwin, oh. this week? For me, this week is nice. Mm -hmm. What's brought me joy is um, I've been spending a lot of time with my mom. Mm. We've gone to York to visit Jade, my, my middle daughter. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Brighton. We just took the kids out to Brighton just to visit the seaside. And we've been speaking a lot every day. We've been speaking. So I've been spending a lot of beautiful time with my mom. And just the appreciation, I think we spend so much time apart because the panorama, mm -hmm. <laughs> I couldn't go see her and her husband was very ill. Mm -hmm. So people weren't allowed to come to the house, mm -hmm. still not allowed to come to the house because of his illness and stuff. Mm -hmm. So my mom was just stuck in the house. Okay. And then lately, and she, she the, the sad thing is she developed this, I know COVID is very scary. COVID for people, especially older people, very scary. And I understand that. I'm not, I'm not going to try to water down the fears and, and they have rights to be, to feel that way, obvious, for obvious reasons. But my mom developed this massive phobia. My mom didn't want to come out of the house. Mm. And it was so bad. I, I I started feeling, gosh, how how is she going to get back into the, the world? How is she going to start doing things again? Will she ever? And so lately she's been coming out. We've been doing things. We've been speaking. And it's just been making me very happy. I'm starting to feel a bit of closeness with her again, which we kind of lost for a little while in the past probably 18 months, two years. Nice. We kind of lost nice. that for personal reasons but now I feel it's coming back and it's making me feel really good just even just a check-in say hey how are you doing every morning we'll speak every afternoon in the night before she goes to bed I'll make sure she's okay and that's mm -hmm. really really making me feel very happy so that's okay. been bringing me a lot of joy that I am back to a place with my mom where I feel we we're connecting again so That's my, that's mine. What's been bringing me joy. That's so beautiful, Shoreen. And I love that for both of you. Yeah. I really, really do. Fiona, what's been bringing you joy? You know what? It's for the same reason I showed my mom. Oh, so um, having my mom here, she came just under a week now. And like in between all the busyness and stuff, I just want to try and do nice things for her, nice things with her. Let her enjoy this trip and make it be as stress-free as possible. Mm. And because of through the work that I've been doing, I've been able to, to afford to do certain things that I mm -hmm. couldn't before. 
but she hasn't been here for six years. And I've seen a, a shift in my own life in order for me to do it's like small things. Like I I would like I bought my mom a pair of slippers from Clark's. Mm. It was like 50 pounds. And maybe six years ago, Fiona would be like, boy, you know, and I was mm. able to do that for her. Mm-hmm. And it's a small gesture, but and I was able to be at least financially in a place that I could do it. And I'm not like, oh my God, I can't buy food next week or <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, I appreciate being able to to do those things. I think all of us just want to like do great so that we can spoil our parents because yes. we know how much yeah. they've done for us. And for us yes. to be able to do small things for them and building up to the big things that we dream to give back to them. Yes, Fiona. you know, it's a little, it was a small step for me. Aside from that, <laughs> I am going to say what is going to bring me joy, especially Chantal Olivia Miller joy. What? That tomorrow morning <laughs> at 9.30 in the morning, huh. I am going to oh. see Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, shit. You wow. might told you. Yes. You might told yes. you. Yes. It's tomorrow morning and I'm taking my mom. It's tomorrow, Fee. It's tomorrow. And you know the topic is about hair and her hair journey. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm so what sad. You can't use phones. You know um, what? Because where it is, it's a Soho house and you cannot, you know how you cannot use cameras. Oh, okay. Or phones okay. there. But it is her hair journey. It's at 9.30 tomorrow morning. So we're going down bright and early to be there. Because yes. let me tell you, Em, mm-hmm. they, had a, they, they said that the event was happening and you get you can opt in to be notified when it's open for booking because it's free, mm. right? And it, it it opened like a Sunday morning, like at nine o'clock in the morning. And I woke up at 20 past nine mm-hmm. and it was already fully booked. Wow. Right? I said, wow. So, but they said you can be put on the waiting list. So I said, let me just put in two tickets and see what happens. Because maybe if I put in five tickets or whatever maybe i won't get it but if i get if i put in two maybe a little squeeze squeeze and then it mm-hmm. came through so i am just preempting that it's going to be joyous and joyful well. and uplifting and a great like you know um closing session you know in terms of talking about our hair journeys and if i get to talk to her best <laughs> belief hello I'm Hello. going to let her know about you. Okay. Hello. Fiona, <laughs> right. My That's like your your twin. It's my only ask of you for the year. Yes. Okay. <laughs> for the year. Yes. Please. Yes. Please, please, please. I should just make a placard please. and say, <laughs> you need to follow this woman <laughs> today. <laughs> please. I'm apologizing for the big truck passing outside. I'm so sorry. Speak to Tracy. Yes. Please avail yourself. Speak yes, I to shall. Tracy. Okay. Please under- let Tracy know, right? Yes. I have been following her career since Girlfriends was a pilot. Wow. Episode since the wow. pilot episode of Girlfriends. I have seen her growth, her expansion, her everything. I think she is one of the most beautiful 
human beings. And when I say beautiful, I don't just mean her exterior. Y'all know that. Mm. Her, her comedic timing is unparalleled. Unparalleled. People underestimate Tracy's comedic timing. I think she is, she is Lucille Ball. Okay? When that she did where- that parody thing, I can't remember what award show, and she was dancing to Rihanna. Let me tell you, <laughs> I think that's one really showed to me, highlighted her, how funny she was. She is hilarious. She is intelligent. And you have to be intelligent to have that comedic timing. Like there's a mm-hmm. genius in that. You know, not every and everybody could make people laugh and properly make people laugh, right? Tracy is a beacon of light for our community, for Black women of a certain age. Amen. I mean, come through, Tracy. And the fact that I ain't there. Girl. No. <laughs> you right. No, sir. Oh, like, you yeah. What happened, man? Like, what's going on? My girl, my girl, who many people have said, Shani, you and this woman can be sisters, you know. I know. I'm telling you. I know this, but I'm not there. And this is this is not good. This is not good. So Fiona, no pressure, but pressure. <laughs> okay, I'll come hard, okay? Black hand make it tonight. <laughs> you need to find your way to Tracy and not just let her know that she is the shit, but also she should listen to, to these episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if pattern beauty... <laughs> Hey Patton. Hey Patton. Hey Patton. (laughs) Right? If Patton Beauty wants to be for the community of the community, how about a little sponsorship (laughs) for a fledgling podcast? Small, small, you know. Like come true. And you know what, Tracy? If you want to be a guest on our podcast. We're mm. happy to fly over to your house. Very happy. happy. Very happy, happy, happy to sit by the pool. The pool that you just <laughs> go down and come up. We can sit by the pool, my girl, and record a very special episode of Relatable. Fiona, make it happen. I have faith in you that you're going to come back and say, show me the shot. It's happening. It's happening. She has said yes. She will say yes. Okay. What she'll say is she's been listening to the podcast from the beginning. Yo. Exactly. <laughs> Yo. That okay. was the inspiration. That's it right there. Fiona. <laughs> so there, there is no pressure, but pressure okay. I'm on it. you I'm to on make it. this. And I, I, I believe in you, Fiona. You know we believe in you. So this is a very small ask. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Shetel. I like how you rush. I like how you rock that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. It's a very small ask. And I know our listeners also believe in you. Exactly. So we're backing wow. you. We're there for you, girl. That's how you roll in. <laughs> you because you know what? She's gonna see your big afro, and obviously she's gonna want to talk to you. I have braids, right? She oh. put braids in. No. <laughs> Shanta, <laughs> now okay. We mean you're going with braids. Because okay, now listen, 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 Linda, oh. Linda. Linda, <laughs> all right. I thought about it. I say, you know what? I should mm-hmm. really go to this thing with my big afro out, yeah. but only because I'm traveling. Okay. The okay. Wednesday morning. 
Okay. And that essence, we can, I won't have time you to can't. No, I hear home. you. I hear you. It's okay. why I put the braids. Trust me, Chantal. I said, I'm going to a thing where she's going to be talking about pattern. That is the day my Afro is supposed to be shining. So it was a tough decision. Okay. I understand. A tough decision. I understand. Well, take a picture of yourself with your Afro, please. Okay. <laughs> But Fiona, have an amazing time. And you know what? I don't even have anything to say about what brings me joy because I'm already feeling joyful at the fact that we're going to have Tracy on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> like that's, you know, and I'm grateful in advance, according to yes. Hey Friend Hey. Yes. We all are. We all are. In advance are. for Tracy, number one, for Patent Beauty sponsoring the relatable podcast yes and for tracy yes. agreeing to be a guest yes okay, okay. grateful in advance grateful in advance that is it i don't have anything to add i don't have anything to share so we can move on to under the mango tree fiona would you like to tell us what's happening okay so for this week's under the mango tree chantal got this beautiful message from a young lady, only 19 years old. And I'm going to read that message. And I have a question. What were we doing at 19? So the message goes, hello, Miss Miller. I am 19-year-old Nivision girl that has been listening to your podcast for a year. And I just want to say it is amazing. I was pleasantly surprised and elated to hear Nevis being shown so much love on such a big platform, because as we know, our country is often overshadowed. I also would like to let you know that I really admire you and respect what you stand for, which is uplifting others and breaking Caribbean generational traumas and toxic norms. Now, hold on a second. At 19, talking about breaking generational traumas and toxic norms. Anyway, she goes on to say, I look forward to keeping up with your future projects and wish you all the success. I just find this amazing that this young lady is first of all, reaching out and, and what she's saying. I don't think I was thinking along these lines at 19. And I know for a fact that I wasn't because I was busy making children. So <laughs> my question is, what were we doing at 19 years old? So for this week's Under the Mango Tree, we have a guest. And I'll let Fiona explain what's happening. Fiona? So the question is, what were you doing when you were 19 years old? And I'd like to introduce the guest of this week's Under the Mango Tree, which is my mama. Yay. And she is going to talk about when she was 19 in the swinging 60s in London. Over to you, mom. When I was 19, I was really very privileged to be living in London. It was the swinging 60s. It was the time of the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Procol Harum, all this wonderful music that has now become classic. And... I lived in Belsize Park, but I loved to hop on a bus, any bus, going anywhere and hopping off because there's so much to see in London. And I would get off the bus and I would always find things of interest. It was amazing, London. And of course, there's always a theatre, so many wonderful shows and 
and things like that, which I have always enjoyed. And that began back then in the 60s. Loved partying at the weekends and I love summers. I've always loved summers in England. I love how everyone appreciates the wonderful days, takes care of their gardens, all this burst of flowers everywhere, fresh fruit. But London in the 60s when I was 19 was amazing. I can remember going to a Rolling Stones concert and leaving that and going to Heathrow to welcome the Beatles back from their first trip to the US. It was quite an event. Heathrow Airport was playing only Beatles music on all the loudspeakers. Amazing, wonderful memories of when I was 19. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's journey, Chantal's journey through here. Wasn't it a beautiful discussion? All the twists and turns, the wave nouveaus, the shining balls walking through Nevis, all the wonderful and amazing memories of our hair journeys. And I hope that after this, you know, discussions of our three hair journeys, and we hope, we hope that you guys have like a greater love what grows out of your scalp because whatever grows out of your scalp is beautiful many of you guys have said that these episodes in particular have been particularly relatable and that's because guys a, a shared, shared journey, journey brings hope <laughs> relatable because a shared journey brings hope 